The egg has always been a synonymous with Easter. In ancient traditions, it symbolized life and new beginnings. In medieval Europe, eggs, blessed by priests, were often one of the first foods to be consumed after the Lenten fast. The practice of dyeing eggs, however, dates back to early Syrian and Greek Christianity. Crimson eggs, dyed to represent the blood of Christ, were exchanged amongst friends and family. The tradition, native to Austrian and German immigrants, was later introduced to America. Hello and welcome to episode 386 of Under the Cowl of MS. This is going to be a previews of things coming out in the future episode, but I figured I'd whip it out today. It's Easter, so I figured I'd also give you a fun, few fun Easter facts. Another one is, so legend has it, a Bermudian teacher once used kites embellished with Jesus' picture to effectively dre- demonstrate the ascension of Christ into heaven to his charges. <laughs> because of this, Good Friday in Bermuda is to this day still represented by a sea of multicolored double-sided kites created using sticks and tissue paper. Those who visit the island at this time of year will be welcomed by a sky awash with color. Many believe that donning new clothes at Easter time is good luck. In fact, Superstation superstition states a new wardrobe or at least a new outfit will bring you good luck for the remainder of the year. In the mid 1800s, upper class New Yorkers would parade Fifth Avenue in their finery after church services on Easter Sunday. All right, it's getting something witchy here. Instead of the usual Easter celebrations, a Halloween-like soiree takes place in both Sweden and various parts of Finland. Children dressed in rags journey from door to door, grasping a copper kettle in search of treats. These children will often be brandishing willowy twigs, embellished with vibrant feathers in yellows, reds, pinks, and blues. The bizarre event takes place on the Thursday or Saturday before Easter. The tradition comes from an old tale set on a German mountain. It was said that witches would fly to this landmark to covert covert with Satan on the Thursday before Easter. To scare the witches away, the locals would light large blazing fires. This practice is still honored Today, with Swedes lighting both bonfires and setting off fireworks across the land in the run-up to Easter Sunday. Aside from warding off evil spirits, many use this as an excuse to clear out their homes and gardens for the spring by throwing anything that is no longer needed on the bonfire. In some regions, these bonfires are lit at the end of April as this is said to banish the remains of the winter months. Another Swedish tale that lives today is the taboo of baptizing a child 
or marrying during the week of Easter. Those who are superstitious will still play by these rules. And it was only recently that the likes of recreational complexes, such as cinemas, were permitted to open their doors on Good Friday. Interesting. At least the Halloween part would be more interesting for the Easter season. All right. The Baronic Wilkinockney, also known as the Easter Bunny Lamb, is a large chunk of butter shaped a little like a woolly lamb. Yeah, we used to have those when we were kids. We used to have the old metal pots that they'd put the butter in and form it into that little lamb-shaped character. Polish, Slovenians, and Russians are famed for celebrating Easter by creating such a masterpiece, which is often used as the centerpiece at an Easter meal. Younger generations that are unsure of how to make this dish can buy it from local delis. This unusual edible sculpture is usually created by hand and sometimes with a special mold. Yeah, they got tons of those special molds. And it's just butter. It's not that hard to make. (laughs) The recipe, however, is more about technique than ingredients. If attempting this yourself, it's important to ensure the butter you're using is the correct temperature. Too cold and it's too difficult to work with. Too soft and the texture will resemble anything but fur. For best results, use a high-quality organic butter when dining on this dish. Most will begin at the base and work their way up so that the lamb's head is preserved throughout the meal. (laughs) Alright, in Greece, the locals celebrate Easter with a colorful fireworks display which takes place post-Easter Mass at midnight. On Easter Sunday, instead of a hot cross buns, you can expect to enjoy a breakfast of steaming lamb stomach stew. The remainder of the lamb is roasted and served up for dinner. Another tradition involves hurling clay pots out the windows. One of the more unique events to take place, however, is in Corfu, when two churches commence battle with Chios, firework rockets. That sounds fun. I want to go to that event. All right, mass. All right, then the last one we got in Spain, particularly in the town of Seville, Easter comes in the shape of a festival called Holy Week. To celebrate, marching bands and lavish floats embellished with religious statues and candles sail through the vibrant streets, which at this time of year are buzzing with people. However, it's the masked Nazarenes, penitents, with their pointed hoods and colorful habits, who take center stage. Sounds like a KKK progression. (laughs) Processions commence at midnight and finish in the early hours of the morning. And if you wish to enjoy the full show, be sure to get an early night at the evening before, as this festival is both popular with the locals and the tourists. It's wise to book a viewing space in advance. All right, that's a little Easter stuff. A little Easter bonus to start off the podcast, but we will follow it up with a bunch of goodies you can buy in the future. Coming up right after this. All right, it's that time of the month again, time to get 
to the comics and goodies that you can buy at your local comic book store. Things that are coming out in the next few months that you can keep your eye out for if you see something that you like or hear something that you like. Because we know that this is not a video podcast. It's an audio podcast. Maybe. All right. We'll start out with 1868. Shouts Against Shoots. Graphic novel by Shockdom. SRL. South Italy's Far West. Between History and Fiction. The Story of the Legendary Brigand. Mechalina de Césaire during the 1960 of the 19th century. The phenomenon known as brigandism. Brigandism in the southern regions of Italy is our own far west. An entire population conquered by the army which descended from the north. Deprived of its lands of its laws, of its traditions. An invasion met with a diffused and transversal resistance. Former Borbonic soldiers, former veterans, both from Garibaldi's and Republican armies, but also families, chaplains, and whole villages, among the ranks of those who fought to the bitter end was Michelina de Césaire in the territories near Caserta, or Caserta, where she was betrayed. So I never really think about other countries in the Wild West days. <laughs> uh, you don't really look back at that much. Uh When you see entertainment-wise and stuff around here, we don't really get much of that type of history around here. So it makes you kind of wonder what it was like in other countries back then. I suppose could do some research, read some of these books. Why am I wearing glasses when I'm trying to read the computer? That's not a good thing. That's why I'm having so many problems here. All right. Next up, A Calculated Man, number one by Aftershock Comics. A verifiable math genius, Jack Beans, used to run the numbers for the Pinafore crime family until one day he ran them too well and concluded that the only way out of this life was in a casket or witness protection. So he turned state's evidence and ran. Now the pinafores are out to end their favorite accountant. Little do they know that Jack's skills with math and his perfect memory have made him a better killer than they ever could have realized. What follows is a journey full of murder, mayhem, and mathematics. Writer Paul Tobin. Not my cup of tea. It's not into the crime family type storylines. does sound like it's interesting, though. 
the computer's being very slow today. So you got to bear with me on these things. We got AXE, that's Axe, Eve of Judgment, number one, one shot by Marvel Comics. First shot fired. Judgment is coming. The Eternals know that the mutants have conquered death. But what are they going to do about it? The oldest immortals on Earth eye up the newest, and the doomsday clock starts to tick towards Judgment Day. Sounds like a beginning of another run, or part of an offshoot of an older run. And they had a Men of Axe cover and a Women of Axe cover. I don't know if the what that means. They don't have no images up, but I'm guessing they're going to have a competition to see which one sells the most. I don't know. Abby Curled Up and On Roll by Hermes Press. Abby is learning how to tackle everything childhood throws her way. With her friends by her side and imagination levels high, she's bound to have good times and big laughs, despite the obstacles that pop up along the way. Abby is taking on the world, even if it means sometimes curling up in a blanket. She is on a roll. Join Abby in this collection of lighthearted and humorous slice-of-life comics for fun-loving readers of all ages. Super Abby. Lost a good friend named Abby not long ago. Adventures of God, graphic novel, volume one, by Rocket Ship Entertainment. A lot of God's most bizarre decisions throughout history make a lot more sense once you realize he's just a bumbling old man with poor long-term memory and a drinking problem. In this book, you will learn why he got rid of dinosaurs, why it took him so long to talk Abraham out of killing his son, and all about his complicated relationship with Satan. This volume contains the first 50 episodes of the popular Ringo Award-nominated webcomic. Legal disclaimer, you might go to hell for laughing. We decline all liability. Like a lot of the, the web comics that were put out during COVID times and stuff are starting to pop up, and I'm surprised how many issues were put out of some of them. <laughs> I've never heard of anything about them. There right, we got Adventures of Robo Kid by Neil Porter Books. Imagine you could meet your favorite comic book hero in the real world. What kinds of questions would you ask? Would you go on a new and exciting adventure? While heroes might seem larger than life, everyone can use some help from a friend. Follow two intersecting stories set in the real world and inside a comic book as a real-life kid finds the courage to cope with his anxiety with the help of RoboKid, a comic superhero with his own vulnerable. Abilities. 
with two distinctive art styles, blending comic book and traditional picture book formats. That's a good book for some bedtime story reading. Get your kids in the comics. This one I always wanted to watch the series, but never did. Now that it's in comic form, I might have to check it out. We got Afro Samurai, Graphic Novel Volume 1 by Titan Comics. New Director's Cut Edition of the out-of-print cult classic book. Features a specially commissioned cover and a brand new foreword by Takashi Takashi Okazaki. In a feudal futuristic Japan, Samurai battled to become number one and rule the world. But when his father, who holds the coveted position, is challenged and killed, the young Afro Samurai vows vengeance. It's just, I think I did watch the first episode and liked it, but just didn't. Never got back to the series back then. So. But yeah. I might have to check that out. All right. There's no probably good one for the kitties, bedtime story-wise or something like that. But you got Egret Soku, Out to Lunch, number one by Oni Press. When Egret Soko and her co-workers go on a company retreat to Tokyo, Tokyo Video Joy Place, a theme park run by an American movie studio, Egretsuko is overwhelmed by repeated messages to follow her dreams. But what are Egretsuko's dreams, and how can she make them a reality? You will have to read the book to find out. All right. Next up... Yeah, this must be off the regular run. Uh, Alien Annual, number one, by Marvel Comics. Years before Bloodlines, Waylon Yutani's security chief, Gabriel Cruz, was a company man. His devotion to why came first, no matter what the cost. But when the company decides to conduct their first trial run experiment with a xenomorph, Will Cruz stand by and let innocent soldiers die? I wish they have a cover for this, but it's an annual, so might pick it up since I didn't do the run just to get a little taste of what the whole Alien Predators runs looked like that were recently released. The storylines didn't really grab me, but We'll have to see. I think I will end with that one, and we'll get back to you with more in a little bit. Okay, what's next in the Dark Aliens universe? We got Aliens vs. Predators Rift War. Graphic novel by Titan Books. When the Predators choose LV-363 for a hunt and seed it with xenomorph eggs, the result is bizarre alien hybrids 
and humans trapped between the predators and the prey. Oh, that whole storyline sounds like one that we just seen come out in a run not long ago. I'm surprised they don't have issue numbers. But yeah, that could be fun. Uh, I don't know why. Well, they have Amazing Spider-Man, Volume 6, Number 6, at Marvel Comics, but it's also marked as Number 900. So this is the landmark issue 900. The 900th issue of Amazing Spider-Man comes out the month of Spider-Man's 60th anniversary. Coincidence? Coinky dink? I don't think so. And we are pulled out, and we are pulled out all the stops. <laughs> I think we pulled out all the stops is what they meant to say. Someone from Spider-Man's past has captured the Sinister Six and used them to create the truly terrifying Sinister Adaptoid. This is one of the biggest adventures in spider history, and you will not believe the ending. And they have... Three, six, nine, ten different covers, I see. I'm surprised they don't have more than that. But just for the history of it being number 900, I'll have to pick it up. For the collection, I've been wanting to read some more Amazing Spider-Man anyways. Lately. Alright, next up, American Mythologies, Monsters, Volume 3, Number 1, by American Mythology. It's back! The mature reader's horror series that redefines classic monsters and legends for today's sophisticated horror audience. Three brand new creatures are reborn in these blood-drenched pages with the help of some terrifyingly talented creators. In Mother Sleepless, a strange cult promises to return dead children to those willing to pay the ultimate price. And beware the devil's doppelganger in a new twisted tale called The Heartbreak. The last stop is Murder Town when you are a passenger on the bloody tracks of hell on board. Three new terrifying tales that will delight the maniac within. I love these American mythology monster runs that they do. They've all held up pretty good, so I will definitely be checking that out. It's Century Edition. It's limited to just 100 copies. I hope I can get my hands on that one, but we will have to see. All right, next up. Uh, the little guy is back. I got Ant-Man, Volume 3, Number 1, by Marvel Comics. Scotty Young is doing a bunch of covers this month, too, I see. Flashback to the early days of Hank Pym, Prim's, Pym's, Perm's, Pines. Hank Pym's career as the astonishing Ant-Man. It's date night for Hank and his girlfriend Janet Van Dyne. But nobody told that to Ant-Man's enemies. Watch as Hank's ant-agonists band together 
to finally take down the scientific adventurer. But will anyone come to his rescue? And who is the mysterious stranger who stalks him? Could this mysterious stranger be a new character? That's an important thing. Get the key issues. I'm just not a fan of Ant-Man, so it just doesn't grab grab me. All right, next up we got Aquaman and the Flash Void Song, number one by DC Comics. They descend suddenly from the stars in monumental ships like floating cathedrals. They are touched by a dark and terrible force from beyond our reality. Silent, but for the one note they emit that freezes all motion. Their mission to drain the earth of all its kinetic energy and leave its lifeless leave it a lifeless husk. They never expected anyone could escape their song, but the flash was in the speed force when they struck, and Aquaman was in the deepest ravine far below the ocean's floor. These heroes have little in common. They rarely even fought side by side. Weren't they both in the Justice League? Without their fellow Justice League... Oh, there you go. (laughs) I should read before I speak. Now they must find a way to work together against impossible odds to save the world and the people they love. Ooh. (laughs) Just saying... Two boring <laughs> heroes. Yay. <laughs> nah. Aquaman's slowly growing on me, too. Flash was always all right, but never a big follower. Let's see if these Archie ones are still doing some new stuff. Yep. We got Archie and Friends Summer Lovin' number one. Summer Lovin'. I <laughs> can't think of songs. Words. A brand new story by T. Franklin and Dan Parent. Carnival Love. It's time for some fun, and maybe even romance, at the Riverdale Summer Carnival. Looking to rekindle their relationship? Reggie is, is excited when he finds out Veronica's cousin, Harper Lodge, will be visiting a traveling carnival that arrived in Riverdale. Plus, a collection of fun-in-the-sun stories, perfect for the beach head, beach read. I'm not a Reggie fan, so that one's not for me. Let's see what this next one's got to offer. Oh, yeah, an Archie Jumbo Comics Digest, number 331. Featuring two brand new stories. First, Bali Folly. Chuck has an idea for a side hustle on the beach. He wants to paint custom volleyballs. He gives a free sample to Jughead in hopes that Jug will talk it up and promote it. The ball has Jughead's face painted on it and Jug loves it. But soon after, Jughead notices weird things are starting to happen. Like whenever the ball gets hit, Jughead feels it. Is there more to this novelty volleyball than meets the eye? Sounds like a little uh, voodoo volleyball to me. Then we got 
Bingo Wilkin returns in Bad Blood Buds. When Samson and Willie, Samantha and Bingo's dad, are in feud mode, Bingo and Samantha declare that their true love will prevail in the face of adversity. An idea is born, and the two dads decide to act like best pals to see if that might derail their kids' romance. Since nothing else has worked, with tensions mounting in Samantha's and Bingo's romance, as their dads begin to get along, Bingo is in need of some sage advice. Enter Jughead Jones, Bingo's cousin. Can he help salvage their romance and put an end to their father's constant feuding? Maybe after lunch and a long nap. And, was, and if Jughead's story is not bad, but I would have rather seen that go down a different route, like a Wilson, <laughs> the volleyball on Tom Hanks style movie. I can't remember the damn name of the movie. But, all right. Yeah. Let's see where we at time-wise. We can pump one more in here. One more Archie. We got the Archie Milestones Jumbo Digest number 15. The 1970s, featuring, yeah, featuring brand new throwback story, Watch and Roll, when Archie is floored by Reggie's superior moves at the roller disco, Jughead offers to teach him how to boogie down in the rink. But does Jughead himself actually know how to skate? Chaos is sure to ensue in this groovy throwback story set in the 1970s. Uh, I don't know if I'm not really... Again, we got Reggie again, and I was looking forward to it because I was born in the 70s, so... Well, 1970, so I figured it might be a good one to grab onto, but nope. But we'll get back to you with more goodies in a bit. Next up for stuff to buy, we got As a Cartoonist by Fantagraphics. A series of comic strips joined together by the theme of an author's chosen profession, cartooning, reveals a funny and often poignant reflection on the human condition and the lives we choose to live. It's by acclaimed cartoonist Noah Van Skyber. So if you know anything about this cartoonist... And I'd like some more of his work. This is a way for you to get on, get some of it. Next, we have Astronaut Down, number one by Aftershock Comics. Douglas Spitzer wants to be one of the astronauts selected for the crucial mission. 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 Uh, Pulitzer. And just like astronauts, like Buzz Aldrin and Sally Ride, Douglas is brave, adaptable, and self-sacrificing. He's one of the program's best candidates. But if he qualifies, Douglas won't be traveling through space. He'll be launched into alternate realities on a desperate mission to save Earth from a horrific crisis that has our world on the brink of extinction. 
Unfortunately, it's a mission where everything will go wrong. Where Douglas's training and very humanity will be put on the test. And where a deep-seated secret could sabotage everything. And this... This one has my curiosity. I wish that they'd tell us how many issues they plan on doing with it. Because I don't want to get on a long trot. But if it's only a few issues, I would definitely consider checking it out. Uh, If you want to get your hand on something to commemorate a wonderful person of the comic book business. That's going through some times. We have Avengers by Kurt Busiak and George Perez on the bus, volume one hardcover book, book market. Uh, George Perez's first issue cover, new printing by Marvel Comics. Uh, if you want to get it early, you can get it for a nice, you can get a nice little discount on it, but yeah. George Perez has done a lot for the business, and this would be a great book to have in your collection for to commemorate him. Next up, we got Ballad of Gordon Barleycorn, number one, by Black Caravan. For a minute there, I thought I wasn't recording. Gordon and his manager, Giuseppe, are hunted down by a religious debt collector who's come to make him pay for his past. Now Gordon needs to make some quick cash in his in this groovy adventure that's all about sex, drugs, and musical puppet theater, baby. <laughs> okay, that sounds weird. And not a Kirby kind of comic weird. <laughs> Just weird. Uh, all right, next up we got Battle Royal Graphic Novel by Amulet Books. In Lysel Adams' debut graphic novel, Battle Royale, Battle Royale, an aspiring amateur baker enters the toughest, ugliest, most fearsome fight she'll ever experience, a baking reality show. When 17-year-old small-town waitress Rose impresses a famous food critic, she and her best friend Fred find themselves thrust into the tough world of competitive baking. The contest is an intense 10 days of bizarre challenges and competition is cutthroat. Some competitors are willing to lie, cheat, and sabotage their way to the top. Rose may be in over her head, but she is determined to show that she can become a top chef. Batter Royale is the fish-out-of-water style romantic comedy about climbing out of the circumstances you're in and making your dreams come true. Fun little cooking story. Alright, we got Battle Action Special. By Rebellion Comics. A brand new collection of hard-hitting war stories from modern master, Master Garth Enos. 
drawn by a host of top talent, including Kevin O'Neill and Chris Burnham. Ace fighter pilot Johnny Red battles Screamer of the Stukas on the nightmarish Russian front. Veteran leader the Sarge and his section face hell in the brutal Italian campaign. Wheeler dealer Crazy Keller drives for his life as World War II comes to its bloody conclusion. Lethal British agent Dredger Doles out or doles out justice of a kind on the streets of 1980s London. So you want some old World War II era style stories? There's something for you. Some battle stories. I got Bean, Riddles, and Shrooms by Kex Publishing. While on an errand for shrooms, Bean is kidnapped by a troll and ends up finding a very special sword that needs to be healed. So begin a journey that will be filled with danger, adventure, and the realization that he is the only one that controls his destiny. I think someone accidentally got into the shroom bag. (laughs) I'm sure it says volume one on the cover too, I noticed, so. Must have a variety of stories they'll be putting out for that. They have a Beetlejuice handbook for the recently deceased 1000 piece puzzle from by USopoly because everybody needs that handbook for the deceased. There's a Belladonna outraged bag set of five comics from Boundless Comics you can pick up. See where we're sitting with our timer. Yeah, we got time yet. Next up is Beneath an Alien Sky graphic novel by Rocket Ship Entertainment. The the Krimikitten are an alien race who brought themselves to the brink of complete ecological destruction. After a devastating war, they refer to as the realignment to their... Realignment their society, reform themselves under the leadership of a god. That just didn't sound right how they wrote that. A god like L called AI called Control. Having done away with the political class, peace reigned. The new societies were self contained inside giant domes. The natural world outside was left to heal itself unencumbered by their meddling. However, not everyone was happy with the realignment. Appy, a remnant of the old world, plots to ruin the world by introducing the universe's most violent and evasive species into the fragile recovering ecosystem. Standing in his way is Copa, a cop. Appy and the creature's destructive ambition and Copa's naive ambition collide with the fate of the domed city and the struggling natural world outside hanging in the balance. Someone always has to destroy everything else. It's like, why don't you just try and work things out instead of trying to always destroy everything? It's so stupid. 
<laughs> All right. I'm sure it's a good story. <laughs> Next up, we got Best Archie Comic Ever, Special One Shot by Archie Comics. And they have a Sealy cover. I think I might be getting this. The blockbuster of the summer is here, featuring, featuring superheroes, barbarians, spies, all this, plus Archie's trademark mix of romance, humor, and adventure in an all-new anthology. In the first of three all-new stories, well, if it's three, why would you call it a one-shot? Pure Heart, the powerful, encounters a superhero that looks a lot like himself, unless they mean three stories in this book. <laughs> is this other hero an imposter, or is it a case of imposter syndrome? Next up, the reluctantly hero-barbarian Jughead Jones is scaling a tower, hell-bent on saving the day, and waging war against a menacing wizard in a tale that action-adventure fans will love. Finally, intrigue and espionage take hold as the world's most dangerous woman, Veronica Lodge, teams with spy extraordinaire Betty Cooper on a top-secret case. The best Archie comic ever, number one, is here from comic power hitters, including Fred Van Lent, Tim Seeley, and the incredible team behind Savage Hearts. I, yeah, I'll, I'll going to have to get this with the Sealy cover. It sounds fun. All right. I think we'll stop it there and get back with more soon. more goodies for you starting with better evil the tin man graphic novel by shockdom srl never heard of them i don't think the graphic novel which marked the editorial debut of violetta robetta robetto with the intense art of marco tarquini soon to be made a film for solaria film productions can a poison also be a cure? 1997 Southern Italy. Five kids searching for a missing dog turn their suspicions on their new unsettling neighbor who appears to be hiding a dark secret. An adventure filled with mystery and unspoken truths where the kids will have to face the lesser evil. Among the ranks of those who fought to the bitter end was Michelini de Cesare in the territories near Caserta, where she was betrayed. Okay, we got a ton of Archie stuff out this month, I'm telling you. Got Betty and Veronica Beach Bash, trade paperback by Archie Comics. Enjoy some fun in the sun with this cool collection of sizzling summer fun. The Riverdale Shore is about to see the wildest party ever. Betty, Veronica, and the gang are taking over the beach in this summer special compilation. With all the sun, surf, and swimsuits, it sounds like a paradise. 
put on some sunscreen and join us in this 120-page collection of classic Archie stories. Oh, that one doesn't have no new ones in it. I suppose it's trade paperback, so it's a compilation already. So. <laughs> Next up, we got Betty and Veronica Jumbo Comics Digest, number 304. I love the cover of this with the Betty, Veronica, and Sabrina surfing on the cover. Brand new story. Smells like teen spirits. A new beach pop-up shop has opened in Riverdale where you can mix your own fragrances and Betty and Veronica are excited to make a summer scent. However, when the two accidentally walk out with not a scent, when the two accidentally walk out with not a scent, but instead a potion concocted by Sabrina the Teenage Witch, all sorts of unexpected and unfortunate things start happening. When they wear it, including repelling all the boys they approach. Sabrina has to find a way to undo the damage without Betty and Veronica noticing. Oh no. <laughs> uh, too funny. Uh, uh, I keep having to check my timer on there. Beware the eyed. Beware the Eye of Odin, number one by Image Comics. Vinyl and plastic creator Doug Wagner returns with artist Tim Odland and colorist Michelle Madsen to bring you a tale of Vikings, trolls, frost giants, and Valkyries. When a Viking prince finds the Eye of Odin, he must return it to its rightful owner or face a death of boils and decay. By his side are a one-armed warrior past his prime and a female warrior convinced she's a Valkyrie. Monstrous mayhem ensues. <laughs> He's not into the Viking stuff. I was surprised to see these guys are back already. This kind of looks like a D&D one, the way they have the cover laid out, but it's called Bill and Ted Roll Dice. By Opus Graphics. The time-traveling duo are back in a monthly series of most excellent adventures. Go to hell with Bill and Ted as they must save their souls with saving roles. Old friend Joan of Arc, cool. Alistair Crowley, Nicola Paganini, and Dr. Feelgood round out the party taking on the game master, Satan himself. Plus, the secret origin of Chuck Denomalous. A uh, secret origin story. Gotta buy those. Those are the ones that are going to be worth the most money. Alright, next up, we got Black Adam number one by DC Comics. There is no forgiveness for Black Adam. This is the really Teth Adam. The reality Teth Adam, <laughs> immortal man of indomitable will, must face when he discovers he has been infected with an incurable plague, destroying his immortality. Haunted by the specter of centuries of dark deeds, Black Adam transfers his powers to a worthy successor, 
who will redeem Adam's legacy and defend their ancestral homeland of Kandak, only to subsequently become mythically or mystically handcuffed to him when Adam's plague is arrested, giving birth to perhaps the most volatile and dysfunctional super team in DC history. I'm just a big fan of the Black Adam Shazam storylines. I should be with the movie coming out. But got Black Beth trade paperback by Rebellion Comics. Brand new standalone fantasy graphic novel of visionary sword and sorcery from Batman Arkham City and coffin-bound artist Denai. In a world of swords and sorcery, the evil tyrant Rasu discovers that he is destined to be killed by a fearsome warrior called Beth. Together with his men, Rasu seeks Beth out, destroying her village and killing all hell dear to her. With the aid of a former warrior, the blind Quito, Beth becomes a skilled fighter and sworn enemy of all that is evil. She will not rest until her people are avenged. She looks more like a swashbuckling pirate to me. Another character I can't couldn't get into, but is one of my more likable from the Aquaman universe is Black Manta. Trade paperback by DC Comics. This one collects Black Manta short from Aquaman's 80th anniversary, 100-page Super Spectacular number one, and Black Manta number one to six. So if you want to follow that enemy of Aquaman's. And then we get Blade Runner 2029. They have number 9 to 12 Virgin Sid Mead Pack of comics from Titan Comics. I don't know why they don't have 1 through 8 available in this slot. I don't remember seeing them available in the last slot, so I'm kind of curious why they're doing number 9 to 12. And sticking with the Blade Runner, we have Blade Runner Black Lotus number 1 by Titan Comics. Set after the events of the Blade Runner Black Lotus anime series, L, a.k.a. the Black Lotus Killer, is still wanted for murder by the LAPD. L closes one chapter of her life and starts a new one far beyond Los Angeles as she pursues her destiny in this brand new adventure expanding the world of Blade Runner with a new type of replicant. Like all the Blade Runner stuff look pretty decent, but I have not jumped on too much of it. So I suppose we got time for a couple more yet. We got Blessed Graphic Novel Volume 1 by Rocket Ship Entertainment. Joanna is a mid 20s office girl who likes social media and watered down coffee. She started that fateful day checking her dating notifications on her phone, and she didn't realize she was swiping right 
to the whole pantheon of gods and goddesses. On the lookout for a human to create a new demigod to rule earth, only one of them will be able to take Joanna as their own. After nice dinner, that is, after a nice dinner. All right. There's a Boris Vallejo, Julie Bell, Fantasy 2023 wall calendar coming out. They got a bunch of calendars coming out. Out of this catalog, because it's getting that time of year. I used to, me and shit, the wife used to always get the Boris Vallejo ones. I don't think we bought one since the 90s now, the late 90s. All right, and the last one talk about this round is Buffy 90, well, Buffy 97 number one one shot by Boom Studios. That Buffy show. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air meets Dawson's Creek style teen drama sitcom is a perfect fit for the buffster. It's all going well until the cast gets a taste of the supernatural when the audience totally bamps out. The Scooby gang is forced to learn actual slayage skills on live television from TV Buffy to save their lives and more importantly, keep the show from being canceled. Tap into some geeky joy with this celebration of the 25th anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer by Say Anything frontman Max Burnus from Moon Knight and Mariana Ignazi from an unkindness of ravens and you'll be five by five it's yeah (laughs) it's gotta go in the buffy collection all right i'll stop here and get back again soon next up for goodies we got canto tales of the unnamed world number one by idw publishing the lovable knight Canto, his friends Falco and Ritka, and their Malar- Malarix Mount are returning to the Clockwork Kingdom. But to get home, they must cross a bridge guarded by a mysterious bard. His price? A story he's never heard in all the unnamed world. A phenomenal con- collection of stories by David Boher and some of comics top artist the Canto character looks fun and interesting but I don't think I ever really read much anything with the minute we have Captain America Sentinel of Liberty volume 2 number 1 by Marvel Comics the shield isn't what you think It's not your symbol, it's theirs. The shield is one of the most iconic images in the world. It stands for hope, justice, and the protection of the innocent. It also holds a secret, undiscovered until now, that will change the way Steve Rogers views the 20th century and how he chooses to fight in the 21st. Nothing is what it appears in this game-changing Captain America run by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly. 
Breathing and talking and solving problems all at the same time. <laughs> all right. Still trying to get used to these teeth. Captain. Oh, no. That's not a new one. That's an old one. Well, let's find out why they're doing it. It's Captain Connect number 15. It's a second printing by Love Gleason Productions. Complete your original Captain Canuck collection with a full-color reprint of Captain Canuck number 15. Well, that's it's nothing special. It's got an interesting-looking ghost character, though, on the cover. So that's what caught my eye, I assume. Then we got Cavewoman Returns to Merkham's Mansion. One-shot, number one, by Basement Comics and Amir... Mural Entertainment. And of course, they have the regular cover for two fifty. If you want dirty covers, they're like ten. <laughs> and they got a bunch of those, of course. Every time they do a caveman one, a place of mystery, booby traps, and endless mazes that lead only to death. Miriam and Carrie Fulton once again don those infamous. Cat burglar cat suits and braved the terrors of the deadly of this deadly palace of pain. Flying laser drones, marauding assassins, and crazy death traps await our heroes as they assault the new and improved Marshville Murder Mansion. Well, it says Markham's Mansion on the cover and then the bottom that says Marshville Murder Man. I don't know. Not sure if there's a misprint there or not. But definitely interesting. Doesn't sound like a cave woman story. But this one I thought was out already, but we have Chaos Agent number one by Scout Comics. Horny Robots. Super-evolved orangutan bosses. Joyriders from the 26th century. Nothing phases Philip Blank, top agent for the sci-fi spy organization known as World. But lately, Philip's been wondering if there isn't more to life than saving the world through creative violence. What is Philip hiding from the world? And how far will he go to keep it hidden? Yeah, I... That W-O-R-L-D-E with the periods in between. I've seen that before. Yeah, I think this is a re reprocessing, re-representing, or another an offshoot of a comic that I've read something else from or seen something else from. We have a classic pulp sci-fi one shot. Has like uh oh uh, what's it? Quentin Tarantino's movie. Uh, Pulp Fiction. It's got that type of cover to it. But it's classic pulp sci-fi one-shot by SourcePoint Press. Collected here are vintage tales of science fiction. Curated and digitally remastered to their original colors and quality by Joshua Warner. This is a must-have for fans of science fiction and classic pulp comics. 
why don't you give us a few storylines? Jeez. That would make it more sellable. And this one. I love the video game. When we first got introduced to her. It's Clementine Book 1 graphic novel by Image Comics. And they did the Walking Dead uh, video game. The Telltale series with Clementine was the first story of all the Telltale series runs. But acclaimed author Tilly Walden enters the world of Robert, Robert Kirkman's The Walking Dead. As 17-year-old Clementine must learn the difference between living and surviving in this intimate coming-of-age young adult graphic novel trilogy from the world of Robert Kirkman's The Walking Dead. Clementine lives. Clementine is back on the road, looking to put her traumatic past behind her and forge a new path all her own. But when she comes across an Amish teenager named Amos with his head in the clouds, the unlikely pair journeys north to an abandoned ski resort in Vermont, where they meet up with a small group of teenagers attempting to build a new walker-free settlement. As friendship, rivalry, and romance begin to blossom amongst the group, the harsh winter soon reveals that the biggest threat to their survival might be each other. Of course, there's always got to be fighting and feuding. When they grow up, life gets too hard. Alright, yeah, clobbering time. It's clobbering time, folks. Clobbering time number one by Marvel Comics. It's clobbering time all the time as Ben Grimm teams up with heroes from across the Marvel Universe for big fist-pounding action. But the stakes have never been higher in this opening issue. Ben and the Incredible Hulk are stranded on a distant ancient alien world where the duo must protect an ancient people against legions of deviant hordes and ultimately face the wrath of a celestial luckily. Luckily, they have four fists between them. A Hulk thing teaming up. It'd be... It's always enjoyable to see those two together, but I don't know. Don't know if I will grab onto that one. I just got attacked by a cat. So I will get one last one in here quick if it lets me. We got Closet Number One by Image Comics. A Tale of Existential Family Horror by James Tinian IV and Gavin Fullerton. Thorn is moving cross-country with his family and dragging the past along with them. His son Jamie is seeing monsters in the bedroom closet and will not let them go. And that's all they're going to tell us. So I obviously can't buy it because of that, even though James Tinian the fourth, I know there's a reason I should know that name. Someone else in the group I know talks about him a lot. 
I will have to wait and see what happens. See if I can find out more about it. But until then, I'm going to stop it here. And I'll get back with more stuff soon.